Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talker D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 19th of February, 2024, and we are finally done with the NBA All-Star Weekend. What a fun weekend that was in Indianapolis. It really was. Uh, I mean, I don't know if anyone really enjoyed the game today, but... Uh, yeah, the way things finished up, my goodness. A 211 to 186. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, 211 to 186. We almost had 400 points scored in the match. Yeah, that's all-star games for you. <laughs> We're going to be running through our best of the best from all-star weekend, as well as uh, we'll be taking out some trash from what we... You know, could, I guess, put into some kind of negatives, I guess, from the weekend. We'll also run through some question time. We've got a couple of those coming through our socials at Trash Talk with D Bork. Thank you for sending those through on Instagram and TikTok. And we'll also run through uh, our best bets recap, I guess, from the weekend. That was no best bets forward for this week, just as of yet, given that the next lot of NBA games are still days away. So, why don't we start with the best of the best? And how can we not start with some NFL stardom on Celebrity Game Saturday or Friday, wherever you are in the world. Some of these guys were incredible and just shows that how athletic or how great of the the athletic nature that these guys are. Micah Parsons was absolutely phenomenal on his way to uh, an MVP of the Celebrity Game. 37 points and 16 rebounds. He played with the passive or somewhat aggression, I guess, if you want to call it that, from what he plays with the Dallas Cowboys and maybe took out some took out some anger on a, on a very, very frustrating end to the season for the Cowboys. Probably the best two plays from that celebrity game themselves were the back-to-back dunks from Micah Parsons in the post and then, the I guess, the intercept pass from, from Puka Nakua, who has some serious, serious hops. And he finished the game with 17 points himself, an all-round athlete there. And if you look on the other side of the fence uh, for Stephen A. Smith's team with CJ Stroud, he added 29 points. So just to add to his phenomenal year himself, he showed that he can definitely hoop as well. And I guess if, if, if you think about it like a lot in the offseason on Twitter and whatnot, you'll see it a lot with a lot of these NFL guys like Miles Garrett and whatnot. They can all hoop. They really can. And they, they just put it on full display for us all to see on the weekend in the Celebrity Challenge. And unfortunately, there, there are a few celebs who had to guard these guys and they didn't do it all that well. So, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal showing there from them. Next up was the Rising Stars Challenge. A great win in the end for Team Jalen, but credit where credit is due to Team Detloff and his lot of G League All-Stars because they, they're probably a few guys that have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They haven't played all that well this year for the G League Ignite, and there are a couple of guys who you, you will see in the NBA next year with the first uh, first draft pick as well with Bazellus. Um, he was he was good, but at the end of the day, Team Jalen ends up getting it done pretty convincingly in the final, and Benedict Matherin was a big reason why they, they did make the final. He had 18 in the semi-final there before having four in the final. So an all-around, I guess, team win when it came time for the final, and they were led by Jalen Williams as well, who's an absolute superstar. Chet Holmgren, just a, a great team, well-drafted team from Jalen Rose in the end to, to get that done in the Rising Stars Challenge, I think. 
He went in probably about the third favourite to win the tournament themselves. Team Power was a was a very heavy favourite, and they were against Team Detlef. They were about a six and a half point favourite going into that semi final, and yeah, Team Detlef put it on them, didn't they? What? So yeah, well played to him. But more importantly, more than anything else, Team Jalen getting it done in the Rising Stars Challenge. So well played to anyone who grabbed. Uh, I believe it was about plus two fifty or three dollars fifty about them to win the Rising Stars. So well played there. Outside of that, we will go to the NBA All-Star Sunday or All-Star Saturday if you're ever in the States. And the man who probably had himself an absolute day out or weekend more than anything else was Tyrese Halliburton. He was absolutely incredible. A uh, huge weekend for the Indiana superstar. Won the skills challenge, win the paces. And in a little bit of... I mean, some of us were on the team All-Stars, weren't we, when we tipped that up on Saturday night. Uh, unfortunately... Couldn't hit a half-court shot for 58 seconds, and the Pacers looked like they were going to battle there for a little bit, but lo and behold, they eventually hit one about, I think it was 44 seconds to go there. So, yeah, they got pretty lucky, I guess, winning that. But all-around, great performance. The passing challenge was was phenomenal from them to... In a, in a tie-break situation, they really did outsmart everyone by grabbing two basketballs at once, throwing those balls between the hoops, and that was very, very smart. You didn't see anyone else do that. Whether or not that was in the bylaws that you could do that, I don't know, but they clearly outsmarted everyone to win the skills challenge there. And then if you look at what Halliburton did in the three-point contest, he was phenomenal there. He really was pretty unlucky not to to go on with things he lost in a in a tiebreaker in in the first round had 26 at the end of round one just a phenomenal shooting performance and i think a lot of people were on him to win the three-point shootout but unfortunately no dice there for him but still a great showing from halliburton in the end especially for someone who uh, i think a lot of people have been critical of his shooting style, yeah, uh, it isn't it isn't pretty, but it definitely works for him, and he's going to get a serious payday when his contract is due. And if you look at, I guess, outside of what he did on All Star Saturday slash Sunday, going into the main game today, he was insane. He really was. Should have won MVP. We'll touch on that a little bit later. He started the he started the game with five straight threes. Now I was one myself who mentioned on on Friday's show that. I think you take anything 10-plus assist or 15-plus assist for Halliburton because it felt like it was going to be one of those days. And I felt like if he didn't start as strong shooting the ball, then he probably would have been diamond. But the fact that he was just all lights out from from that point on, he was always having 20 to 30 points, and he ended up having that. Unfortunately, did not win MVP. I don't know, a lot of people were... We're probably pretty top, pretty high on Tyrese Halliburton. Mentioned him to win the MVP on our Friday show as well. I think it was plus thirteen hundred there, or thirteen dollars. And yeah, I think by the start of the match, he was actually favourite to win the MVP. So, yeah, uh, definitely it was definitely popular amongst the punters out there. Something going down now. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> pretty unlucky if you were on him, but an all-round great weekend for Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. He is going to be an all-star for many, many years to come. Now, we'll stay on him and a few others in the three-point contest. This was probably by far the highlight of the weekend, this one into the Stefan Sabrina contest. It, it's just awesome. It always is the best. It's the best event of All-Star Weekend, it really is. I think it's definitely jumped the dunk contest 
100%. It has. Skills contest is what it is. Rising stars and whatnot. But this one always gets some, some big dogs being represented in the, the three-point contest. And it, yeah, it really was. It was an awesome showing in round one. Four-way tie on 26 points. Damien Lillard, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, and Tyrese Halliburton, as we said. There were two guys that should feel pretty unlucky that they weren't also involved in that. Larry Markinen finished with 25 points, and Jalen Brunson, who had a poor finish, he really did, finished with 24. I missed, I think, I think he missed his last four shots there, so it was pretty, pretty rough not to get 26 or, or higher, to be honest with you. He was gassed, I guess, by the end of it, but I think the, the New York Knicks point guard will show his face again next year for sure to make up for that. But if you look at the tiebreaker, went into that again. It was tight. Lillard and Towns topping that on 16 points. Trey Young on 15, and Tyrese Halliburton finished that with 12. So he was eliminated going into the last rounds. Towns got it started again in the in the last round. Finished with 24, very respectable score. Trey Young followed that up with 24, so tied him. So it all came down to Damian Lillard himself, a uh, chance to to win back-to-back three-point titles and. He did it again, didn't he? He looked like he was cruising for a long time, and then Dame missed four shots in a row to then, of course, hit his last shot to win 26-24. Unbelievable. <laughs> he really is. To win back-to-back three-point three point contests is, is phenomenal from him. It shows how, how great of a shooter that he is. For those of us, we're obviously on Trey Young at $7 or plus 600 so pretty pretty rough, but we... <laughs> We got a we got a pretty good run out of that though we really did so but yeah when you lose to when you lose to a great shooter like Damien Lillard you can't be too un, unimpressed about it but it was a, a quality quality performance all round from all shooters there. Speaking of quality all round, the three point shootout it's tough to it's tough to back up what we just saw out of out of the lads all doing it there but Steph and Sabrina were next level incredible they really were. Sabrina, I think she opened up around 20 and a half in, in the three-point shootout, which yeah, would have been you know, respectable enough, especially shooting from the NBA three. She came into the week. It was, it was meant to be her shooting from the WNBA three, and she said, no, 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 let's, let's not have any of that kind of stuff. I want this to be an even competition. I'm shooting from the NBA three. And she started her round hitting the first eight shots. <laughs> that had the crowd on their feet. It had Steph on his feet. It really was awesome to see. And for someone who's loved Sabrina for a very long time, like I have, she is a fellow Oregon Duck. I'm an Oregon Duck sicko when it comes to football. So I've followed her career very, very closely. Sabrina had a hell of a career at Oregon. She really did. She's obviously the all-time leader in career triple doubles in women's NCAA basketball. Pac-12 conference all-time leader in assists and is also the only Division I basketball player to record 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, and 1,000 rebounds in her career. So to anyone who wants to laugh at her for her performance of, you know, oh, she was going to shoot it from the WNBA 3, she doesn't want to be competitive, shut up. Shut up. She was favorite going into that last round against Steph Curry before Steph just went lights out, you know, whatever. Sabrina had 26 in the end. So she tied the overall scores of the likes of Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, Damian Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton. You know, those guys all had 26 in the first round of the NBA three-point contest. So, <laughs> well, I don't really see the argument of the fact that obviously the NBA is better than the WNBA. Please. That was phenomenal from her. And obviously, 
incredible from Steph Curry to do what he did. He topped all NBA three-point shooters there, finishing with 29 points. But it just it really did showcase the fact that these two are probably two of the greatest shooters uh, our game has ever seen, and I'd love to see this again in next year's All-Star, All-Star Game format. Maybe even add her in to the NBA three-point contest if we're not going to you know, do this as a, as a standalone thing. But or or we had Clay Thompson next year and have have the three of them in a shootout to you know have the all time three greatest shooters of all time maybe even add Reggie Miller in if we really wanted to so it was yeah that was it was a whole lot of fun I think that was a that was a fun end to the weekend we're not going to hit on the dunk hop now that's not in our best of the best we'll hit on that a little bit later but yeah that was a, that was a great end to uh, All Star All Star Sunday slash Saturday in the states and last but not least we will touch on the All Star game like we said. 397 points scored. Three quarters had 100 plus points. It really does go to show, I guess, the ridiculous scoring ability now of the athletes that are in the NBA. And it also goes to show the complete nothingness that the game kind of represents right now. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's a game for the kids. It's a game for, I guess, the young fans who just love to see these guys put on a show. Damien Lillard won MVP, going 39-3-6, and six, went 11-23 of 23 from the three. Tyrese Halliburton, who we said who was extremely lucky not to win MVP, 32 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists, going 10-14 of 14 from three. Ridiculous, probably should have had more looks. And Jalen Brown, who just sneakily had 36-8-3 off the bench. He loves a... He loves a big-time All-Star game performance. He really does. I think if this game ever goes to Boston, he could have a could have a fifty burger. He really does. I think I think he just loves the any chance to kind of just go nuts, given that he can't really do that for Boston and his left-handed dribbling ability. <laughs> and on the other side of the fence, you know, you had Carl Anthony Towns in a losing Western Conference outfit. This is a guy who had himself a day, fifty points. 50 points in a losing team, well played to him. You could see he just wanted it. He really did. 50 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists in their 211 to 186 loss. 211, honestly. And that is our best of the best done. It's time to take out the trash. All right. Let's start with the dunk comp. Yep, that is the one event that we did not have in the best of the best this week. I mean this with all due respect to the back-to-back winner, Mac McClung, G League athlete himself. The dunk comp has completely lost its touch. It really has. All credit to him, obviously, and and I guess somewhat Jalen Brown returning some kind of credibility as an all-star rep, but it's seriously getting repetitive. It is. The, the amount of dunks that we all saw of just guys jumping over people, and I get it, it's, in, you know, it's impressive. The athletic ability is off the charts, but at the same time, it's boring. It is. And until you get the big dogs kind of into this thing, like I think we were, we were chanting for LeBron's name for so long to get into the dunk comp, and he didn't want to do it. Until we get the likes of, like we said, Ja Morant, Zion Williamson, just the all-round great athletes into this dunk comp to make it somewhat exciting. Or yeah, I think years ago they had a had a spin-the-wheel moment where <laughs> anything that comes up on the wheel you've got to do. Like, that makes things interesting rather than just, oh, I'm just going to jump over a guy who's sitting down. I don't know. It's, it's not that exciting anymore. It's really not, and which sucks because it was... And still is, I guess, the main event of the weekend because they have it last. You're better off switching the order next year and making the dunk comp 
third and having the three-point contest and if we have Stefan Sabrina again or, or whatnot, make that last because at the end of the day, those are the best events now because they get the all-round best players competing in them. The dunk comp simply doesn't, apart from Jalen Brown coming in. You know, you look at Mac McClung, Jacob Toppin, who plays in the G League slash Knicks end of roster kind of thing as well, and Jaime Arquez, who is a very good player for the Miami Heat, but he's also just a kid. So, yeah, until until we get the big dogs in this thing, the dunk comp can stay in the trash. It really can. And I know the All-Star game wasn't the best of the best, but we're putting this take back into the trash as well. If people enjoy watching the All-Star game, what am I missing? I, I, I really, I, I don't get it. At least for the last few years when they've kind of had the Elam ending and you know drafting their teams and whatnot, they were at least playing for a charity per quarter. So at least that felt like they were doing something. So the last two, three minutes of every quarter somewhat at least got competitive to a certain degree. Watching that today, seeing these two teams easily have 100 plus a quarter, again, if you're on the over 355 and a half, it was fine. But at the same time, it, it was just a nothing game. It really wasn't. If you if you put your head down and then looked up, there'd be about eight points in 30 seconds. You, I don't know. It's It's nothing. Maybe, like, maybe add the fact that, I don't know, if the Western Conference wins, you get an extra extra home game for the NBA Finals outside of, you know, having that home court advantage kind of thing. Like, you've got to have something in it. Otherwise, just having, having those top-line guys, there's no point in playing them anymore because if they somehow get hurt, and at the end of the day, like, no one's playing defense, but you can still roll your ankle, there's no point in them playing anymore. There's really not. So, yeah, the All-Star game can stay in the trash until until things change. Uh, why don't we go to question time now? Thank you for sending those through at Trash Talk with D-Bork there on socials. Uh, we've got a question from at CairoNick.au. Dr. Nick, what do you got for me? Should LeBron even have been picked given his ankle injury situation? Yeah. 20th All-Star game for LeBron, so credit where credit is due there. But I totally agree. If LeBron came in with an injury, at the same time, you can give him an All-Star selection, given that you know these guys are getting paid with some contract incentives. If you're an All-Star, you get X amount of dollars and whatnot. Have him in as an All-Star, but have someone who's healthy actually take his spot. I understand fans are coming in to, to watch these guys play, you know, LeBron only played 14 minutes today. So, you know, apart from his start of the game, he was completely irrelevant. Give a kid a shot. We spoke about all-star snubs before, last week or the week before that. De'Aaron Fox and DeMarcus Sabonis would have been itching for an opportunity to play in an all-star game. Let them play. LeBron, you're still an all-star. Cool. Pick one of these two guys to actually get some burn. Give him some... Give them some time to actually play. You don't have to, I don't know, you could pay them half given the fact that they weren't an initial thing because they're an injury replacement. But, I mean, given the NBA makes so much money, who cares? Like, what's, what's an extra, I don't know, 50000 or whatever it is that they're getting? Have healthy guys play and have guys who actually want to play play in the All-Star game. Because outside of LeBron, you look at the likes of Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, those guys seriously could not care less about playing in this game. They would have rather gone back to... Croatia or Serbia and whatnot for for the week or a few days at the very least or just stay at home with the family most of these guys don't care anymore let the young kids just go out and play because they're the ones that actually want to be there 
you, you see the numbers that Jokic posts and whatnot. Jokic was in for six and a half points today. In a regular NBA game, he's in for 26 and a half, 27 and a half. Like, it clearly shows that he doesn't care. And he didn't, because if you saw the if you saw the touch and pass and whatnot from Luca and Jokic, like it was a good laugh and whatnot, but it's just it's trash. Those guys don't want to be there. So have guys who actually want to play play in all-star games. I get it, similar to LeBron. Be an all-star, get your all-star paycheck, that's fine. You don't want to play, let's pick someone else. It's all good. It is. Anyway, thank you, Dr. Nick, for sending that through. Let's go to at Saul Fine. Saul had a had himself a big weekend, an all-star weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> With Damian Lillard winning the three-point contest and his MVP-like performance in the all-star game, do we see this momentum brought back into the regular season and turn around the Bucks rough? Rough in inverted commas, start. Yeah, I guess they are the third seed right now, right? But a lot of people are thinking that they are in trouble. Huge weekend for Damian Lillard. Huge. You know, you win the three-point shootout, you win the MVP, he looks like he's got his groove back. I it, it it's going to be hard to ever put a line through this Milwaukee Bucks team just given their star power of him and Giannis. Do everything possible to avoid the Indiana Pacers in the first round. Like if they had to somehow land on the Miami Heat or the Orlando Magic, then I think they're going to be fine. And I also feel like they're going to have enough to, at the end of the day, beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in a playoff series if it ends up being those two, two versus three. Do I think they have enough to beat the Boston Celtics? I'm going to say no. But momentum is a big thing in the NBA. It really is. And I, and I think that Dame can definitely help turn things around. I feel like they've got to start playing through him a little bit more because you you do see it a lot that the Bucks love to go through Giannis, obviously. I mean, that's his team at the end of the day. But whenever Dame scores 25-plus points, these guys simply don't lose. So if he's able to, to get back on track there and continue to play the way that, or shoot the way, I guess, that he has all All-Star weekend, then things are going to start getting right for Doc Rivers and the Milwaukee Bucks for sure. Do not put a line through this team. No way. I'd probably be looking at that division price right now for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's that's standing out for me, no doubt. Thank you for sending that through, Saul. Much appreciated, and much appreciated for all your help all weekend. Let's run through our best bets recap from the NBA All-Star weekend. We'll start with, let's start with the skills challenge. No luck with Team All-Stars. Again, that that lost on the back of a half-court shot uh, shootout between them and Team Pacers, so pretty unlucky there to lose that one. Followed that into Trey Young to win the three-point uh, contest. I mean, yeah, what are you going to do there, seriously? Got him at plus 600 or $7, makes the final, loses on the last shot to Damian Lillard. <laughs> you see the trend here? Finally on, Jalen Brunson had 22-plus points in the first round, so easily saluted there. Probably should have had close to 30, to be honest with you. He just had a poor end to round one. And then Jalen Brown, over 94.5, ended up making the final of the dunk comp one there, so went 2-2. Two and two. We had a, another best bet on the Friday show, which was the over 362.5 points in today's game. Had almost 400, so that was not a sweat whatsoever. And our two same-game parlays today, unfortunately, very, very unlucky. Devin Booker, unfortunately, missing out on our plus 525 one, having 15 shot. Very, very poor from the three. Went one of seven. It's hard to do that when you're that wide open. And Steph Curry, 20-plus points as well. Finished with 16, going four of 13 from the three. So clearly he hit all his threes against Sabrina. 
<laughs> but that is All-Star Weekend wrapped up. We are getting back to NBA action on Friday, which means we are also back with another episode on Friday. Yep, episode number 20 is going to air. We're going to do two episodes a week now of NBA basketball, given the NFL is on break. So I look forward to coming back with that. We'll talk all things NBA, all things uh, season wins, potentially, now that we're back up and running there. So we're going to hit on that on Friday and try and find some winners for the last two months of the season because it's sure to be an exciting one. Uh, I hope everyone has a great start to the week. Thank you again for tuning in. Keep sliding through on those DMs at Trash Talk with D-Bork on Insta and TikTok as well. Much love, much appreciation. Have a great start to the week, everyone. Enjoy.